to the O for Food's Sake podcast, where we unwrap the joys and struggles of working in the food industry so you can thrive in what you do best while sustaining a rewarding and fulfilling career or business. We are your hosts, Lucy Wager, food industry consultant, and Amy Wilkinson, food industry coach. We've worked in the food industry for the last 20 years, and we're here to share with you the benefit of our hindsight. Our podcast is for you to find new ways to cope with the daily struggles, but mostly to inspire you to work on what's not working to ultimately improve your career or business long term. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the O for Food Sake podcast. This week, me and Lucy are going to be talking to you about how to keep going in tough times. And Well, there's a couple of reasons I wanted to do this podcast, partly because, as always, it's quite cathartic for us to talk about stuff that's going on for us (laughs) when we're recording, (laughs) but also, which I'll talk to you about in a minute, but also because, you know, we're two and a half years since the pandemic started. And I think people that don't work in the food industry have literally no clue about how tough it has been for everybody in the food industry in that two and a half years. And, you know, Before that, there was Brexit. You know, we've had so much change and so many things that have been tough. You know, (laughs) there's no two ways about it. And now they're talking about a recession. um, Yeah. And I was just going to say, when you said um, the title, How to Keep Going in Tough Times, the thought that came to my head is we are living through a period of real tough times. Like it's an extended period of time, isn't it? This is. And I think we've all got to the point now where we've we've kind of accepted that things are going to be very hard yeah. for a long time. I, I have accepted it, but also have probably got to a point where it's quite tiring and knackering and it's starting yes. to have an effect on our mental health, but also on careers. You know, I'm talking to more and more people that are feeling seriously stuck Um where they are or you know not just not feeling fulfilled in the right way and and actually well you know I always say with when clients come to me it's the symptoms might look like I don't like my job I don't and then when we really delve down deep it's they've lost the connection they had with their friends and family they've they're not they don't have the relationships that they have because they're not going in the office as much and it's actually those things the things that need fixing the stuff under the surface not the job itself you know and and that's one of the things but there's there's almost like and that's the thing there's this halo tough times uh you know economically uh politically everything going on that even if you don't and one of the things that I do is I don't have news apps on my phone I have not had news apps on my phone since the first of April 2020 because I was getting anxious about COVID even if you you don't actively look at the news constantly every day it's just there as like a low level anxiety that you know because I you know mm-hmm. I do look at the news I just choose not to do it scrolling in bed in the morning kind of thing but there's that but there's also you know life still goes on and there's still personal crap <laughs> that that happens so you know you've got this mm. stress at work and then stuff can happen so um my week this week started with uh my partner having covid we're going on holiday this week 
I was dog sitting my sister's dog, took brought her in the office. She pooed on the floor, like was attacking my friend's dog. You know, like it, it all sounds really trivial, but it really got to me. And like Monday was so unproductive yeah. because of all the other stuff that's going on that I'm just like, yeah. oh, I can't, you know, I'm sleeping on a camp bed in my daughter's bedroom, all of that. It's quite tough. And, you know, I feel quite teary, you know, all the time. And it's, it's, it's recognizing the effect that it's the buildup of all of the the different things. It's never kind of one thing that, that can make, start to make you feel like you're going to crumble. The, 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 it's the stress mm-hmm. bucket that we've talked about before, isn't it? It's like it gets to that point where it starts to overflow and it's just all, there's there's, there's so much you can take on and, and carry on like when you're like a swan yeah. with its duck, with its duck, with its um, legs going crazy underneath the water. But there's, there comes a point where there's just something tips yeah. you over the edge, like the dog pooing on the <laughs> on the. <laughs> in the middle of the office I mean that was actually quite funny at the time but yeah (laughs) Uh, Zoe that I've shared the office with that was a bit of humour that you needed I think your sister's dog really smells because like my dog doesn't smell and then like we were chatting about something else like probably bitching about our partners um because that's what we do in the office and then I just looked over her shoulder and I was like oh my god there's a pile of poo in the corner (laughs) Anyway, we didn't come here to talk about poo. We came here to talk about how to keep going through tough times. And I prepped this at five o'clock this morning, which is not one of my top tips. But I actually put a post on LinkedIn about it last night and asked for a few tips from people, which was great. And actually, one of the people that commented on it was it was a foodie, um, Jenny Beasley, who is also a coach. And she was like, you know, all of this stuff. So when I read it at five o'clock this morning I was like oh yeah she's right what we're talking about is resilience and I run resilience workshops this is Amy's favorite topic (laughs) so obviously I know this stuff but that's the point when you're in um like a state of overwhelm like I have been this week there has been loads of other stuff it's not just that stuff um and I've been really busy because we're going on holiday you know what it's like the week before that yeah. run up before holiday is, I, I've, I'm going to have that in a few weeks. And when you were, we were messaging last night, I was like, <laughs> that feeling of getting prepared. Yeah. It's awful, isn't it? Like, yeah. the and anticipation. It's just the mental load of all of that stuff. But you don't, it, it's, it's a, you know, like Jenny putting that on that post just yesterday. Thank you, Jenny, if you're listening. It made me realise, oh yeah, I've got into this state of overwhelm and stuff like that. And then once you notice it, you can do something about it. So let's let's not just go on about how crap my week's been let's give some advice to listeners that might be going through that that same feeling of the world is quite heavy right now and actually I want to kill my kids or my partner because (laughs) on a daily daily basis basis. because (laughs) the bucket is full what do you do kind of thing yeah yeah so these these are the tips around um building resilience yeah. isn't it and so focusing on what is within your control so when you can take that step back and I think you know what you just said when you can acknowledge this is where you're at so you can kind of take a step back and go okay this is this is I can I can cope with this I can change my reactions and I can 
imagine uh, the, you gave an example of when when you're in the dentist chair you imagine yeah. yourself on a beach and I, I I read that and I laugh because I do things like that as well and actually now when I go to the dentist I actually really like lying there because it's a chance yeah. to just lie down and imagine that you're just yeah. you know relaxing it, it's yeah, a really good tip I think if somebody had said that to me 10 years ago, I just thought they were bonkers. Um, but I've learned it through various techniques like CBT techniques and mindfulness and visualization and all sorts of things that I've tried. And it absolutely, you can change your thoughts. You can, I'm not, what I'm not saying is that you shouldn't notice that you're feeling crap or whatever. But what once you have sort of taken note of that, you can do something, you can actively do things to change your thoughts and it will make you feel better. Yeah. So it's trying to bring your mind back to a mm-hmm. positive place, isn't it? Of a, like a remembering a, a better position yeah. that you were in. It, it, it definitely works because I, I'm, I suffer from this overwhelm mm-hmm. regularly. I'm mm-hmm. really bad for it. Amy's <laughs> smiling and laughing. Um, and this is something that that definitely helps and it's not it's not an easy thing to do when you're in that moment of like high anxiety and I had I had a I was texting and telling you about the afternoon mm. that I had yesterday where my son fell over hurt his ankle in front of a load of other mums and they saw before oh me God, that just, happened you know, to me the other week feeling. when a mum had to come and bring oh. my child to me and I was just like yes, oh god horrible. I feel so terrible yeah yeah it's awful and then then he got trapped in the like the doors trying to get into the gym and then he had a nosebleed, like, and I was so, I was like at this like level of heightened terror. Um, and it, when you're in those moments, it's really difficult yeah. to bring yourself back, but you've just got to try and find those small things to help you back. Yeah. I think noticing the more aware you get, the more you, you notice that you are going to, you know, s- stressful situations might do that to you and think what, you know, think about the coping mechanisms that have helped you in the past whether it's deep breathing or I just need to go and get some fresh air I just need to walk away for a second whatever it is it's it's different for different people but you know it's almost having that in your armory to for the point at which you realize oh god I'm getting really really stressed here what am I going to do about it but I just wanted to talk about that allowing yourself to feel down but not to wallow in it thing um, I was reading a book called Resilience. Um, it's a Rick Hansen book. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's a really good book, actually. And there's a whole chapter on it called Grit, which I thought was quite a, you know, this is what we're talking about, isn't mm. it? Like keep how to keep motivated and keep going in those times. And he talks about learned helplessness. So if you've had negative experiences, you know, as you've been growing up or, you know, bad things have happened in your life where you have like genuinely been powerless, it can sometimes manifest that every time something goes wrong, you, your brain goes back to that powerless mm. feeling and you're not necessarily powerless. You just believe that you're going to be powerless. This is really interesting. You know how some people um frame themselves as yeah, an unlucky yeah, person exactly that sort of thing yeah it's yeah. that isn't it and and we are all hardwired to um have negative bias because it keeps us safe but it's yeah. for some people it's it's worse in and what you mm. can find is if you tend to be that kind of helpless woe is me kind of person and 
<laughs> if you are that person, you're listening, you're probably thinking, well, that doesn't apply to me because I really I am. Unlucky. Um, <laughs> it's almost like get some evidence because actually that's not necessarily true. But also find a way to compartmentalize your worry, like almost allow yourself. I do this. And when I do resilience workshops, we talk about the chimp paradox, another book, um, allowing that chimp to be vented, to vent and have a little moment. And, and, you know, it is okay to feel crap. It's not okay. Well, it's your choice of whether you're Mm -hmm. going to sit in that forever or if you're going to do something about it. Because the opposite of this learned helplessness is having the agency is the the term that Rick Hansen uses. So that's your ability to actively choose to do things and and do things differently. And a post that I commented on yesterday is a really good example of someone choosing to rise above something that somebody else mm-hmm. could have wallowed in because um this this um girl on linkedin put a post on saying that she had uh, she was a graduate she'd worked really hard and all she ever wanted to do was work for coca-cola and she got i don't know actually i don't know whether mm-hmm. she was graduate anyway whatever um and she got the she got a role mm-hmm. at coca-cola and then it was, um, and they actually created a new role because she was overqualified for one, underqualified for the graduate role. That was it. As so they created this new role just for her, she was perfect. It was amazing. All her dreams coming true. And then mm. COVID happened, and it didn't happen, and she didn't get the job. And I was reading it, and I was, I was like going through this mm-hmm. roller coaster with her, and I, I felt so sad. I, I thought this post was going mm-hmm. like a negative way. But she spinned it, like turned it on its head. And obviously we're two and a half years later and I'm sure there was a time where she felt very down about it, which is absolutely okay because what a, what an awful mm. thing to happen to someone. And But she was basically sort of in this post sharing the positive outcomes and the fact that she'd met these different people. She had achieved her dream of getting the job. Yes, she hadn't been able to actually fully realize it, but she took it and I was like, wow, this I really love reading this because it's making, it made me, wants to be that person as well that sees the good side or mm-hmm. flip side of things. Because I because I think we've all probably got examples in our life where we have probably wallowed for longer than we should have done for, the, for our mm-hmm. own benefit. Yeah, because that's the thing, isn't it? It's the point is that it's it's you that suffers if you keep wallowing. But then yeah. I'm always really careful as well to not go to the opposite and toxic positivity, you know, where people are like, oh, just mm. pull yourselves up because mm. part of resilience is knowing yeah. when you need to pull, pull your feet off the gas kind of thing. You have got to deal with it. You have got to deal with the, the bad yes, thing that's happened. Yeah, you have to, yeah, and you have to deal with the situation, but you also have to process how you're feeling. And actually one of the other comments that I got on the LinkedIn post was about giving yourself an extra dose of rest and kindness when you're in that in mm. in when things are really difficult because um I you know my past and I still am guilty of it now is to just power through like I am an action taker yeah and <clears throat> if that's your comfort zone is like well I'm just going to do something to fix it and I'm going to keep ca- going on you know, carry on, carry on, carry on. Sometimes you do just need to like sit and wallow for a day. I remember when we had um, mm, Justin mm. from Wellbox on, I remember him saying that exact thing, like where, where something had gone wrong, one of his businesses went wrong. 
he you know he said it was important to allow himself to wallow before moving on yeah yeah um you know because yeah. if you don't you're just papering out you know you're just pushing that emotion down and papering over the cracks and yeah. it will you know it will come through that crack at some point won't it definitely but if you do want to like if you're an action taker like me and you want to take positive action let's talk about the things that you can do to help yourself stay motivated in those tough times and I think some of these things are things that you that if if they become part of who you are anyway they uh, provide you with the ammunition to help you through those yeah, things it's well, the preventative like, medicine uh, kind know. of thing rather than just using it in a yeah. crisis kind of thing yeah um so you know the 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 obvious one that we talk about a lot is um your your physical and your mental health and looking after yourself and um I'm we we talk about this a lot and I think you're good at this because you do take yourself out and you go for walks every day and you're quite um I was gonna say regimented that's not the right word is it but you're you have a bit I well the, the impression that I get anyway is that you have a good routine with this I am a bit more sporadic. So like I've gone through like running phases and then mm-hmm. I don't do anything. And then I've, I've just gone through a yoga phase. I was doing it every day because I am a bit all of a, nothing. like, um, <laughs> yeah, all or nothing type person. <laughs> and I, I haven't done it for a few days, but, um, but I do yeah. notice the difference yeah. when I don't do it. I'm not that consistent, and... Lucy, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I do go, I mean, I, oh, no. um, now I work in an office that, I mean, it's only like a seven, minute walk or something but it's right near a park so I do try and make myself go out more than I would do I think if I was at home somehow yeah but it is it just like with anything and I know that we did we were going to do a, a podcast episode on all or nothing weren't we and then it's got deleted out of the schedule we were, and then we couldn't remember <laughs> why but I think it's because you were like why have we put this in and I was thinking well, I think it's because I'm a bit all or nothing but I don't really know what else yeah. to say other than I just go through. <laughs> I'm a, a phasey well, type and, of and person. That's the point, isn't it? It's um, it's the whole like if I'm gonna, it's perfectionism. That's what that comes down to, isn't it? It's like if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it really well. I was talking to somebody yeah. yesterday, and it's like if I can't yeah. go to the gym, um, three times a, a week consistently, yeah. then I'm not going to go at all. And it's like. Mm, yeah. Um, that's not really the, the right attitude and therefore it's the little things that matter and that's the whole we'll talk about atomic habits yeah. and James Clear and all of that sort of stuff but um, it's you know doing the doing the small it's never about well it can be about the big things but in the same way when we talked about mindfulness with Amy Polly it can be little points with throughout your day that help you to keep a positive mindset and to help your physical health as well it doesn't have to be sitting meditating for half an hour and going to the gym for an hour and a half a day like it's mm-hmm. all about mm-hmm. taking some positive mm-hmm. actions yeah and then yeah. I think another thing that you can do and is actually look back um which is not something coaches actually encourage that much because we're all about present and future focused but looking back at all the things that you've survived before you are so much more resilient than you ever gave yourself credit for who knew you could survive a pandemic and yet you're still here and you might have have had the edges knocked off you a little bit but you're still here and so one thing I encourage people to do and there's an exercise I think it's on 
a positive psychology website and it's called the four S's and it's looking at the the different things I'm not going to be able to remember the S's now but it's basically breaking down all the things take take a hardship that you've got through break it down and think about like the support network you had the self-care you used the self-belief and there's another one that I can't remember um actually writing that stuff down and knowing that you've got those tools in your toolbox already will help you relate to what you've got to get through now um because I just think we are all resilient and we don't give ourselves credit for that yeah and when you're in those moments of um like um the time when you when you need the resilience the most you can forget all of that and taking that step back and reminding yourself of the things that you did positively before can just bring you back to that moment can't it really can and in the same way that I was talking about just do little things to help you support your mental and physical health rather than trying to go all at it um you know when you're going through tough times you know like this week I have you know just been stretched to my limit but I've made a point of finding little moments to have little small pockets of joy and not just rush from one thing to the, another. And I've really wanted to rush from one thing to another and I've had to stop myself. So as an example, I've dropped my daughter off at nursery and now I'm like, I need to get home, get the washing on the line because she's also wet in the bed every flipping night because obviously that's what I needed this week. Um, you know, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to get on calls, blah, blah, blah. And I've just taken a detour and walked through the park and just sat on a bench for a couple of minutes because the sun's shining. Mm. Because I know from that point on, I'm going to be solid until I pick her up. So just finding those little moments, it has much greater effect than you give it credit for. Yeah, that's so true. um, Because the weather's been so nice, but... I just want to mention Mm. hay fever in this because I've been really suffering with hay fever. And so I've been avoiding going outside sometimes because the hay fever is getting really bad. But last week um, we were doing a course. So we were on online quite a lot and I just felt like I needed to get out. And I went outside and I just sat on the bench in my garden and had lunch. And it was just that change of atmosphere completely changes your mind. It it, it really does make a difference. And just going outside and having that change yeah. in atmosphere, yeah. I, it really yeah, does when reset I'm working you. When I'm home, I do that. Like between calls, if if I do nothing else, you know, there's usually the need for a wee because I've got a really weak bladder. And then I would literally go, you know, if I've got five minutes, I will go and stand outside and just feel the sun, or or even if it's not mm. sunny. Mm. Um, and actually, I do it less in the office. I don't know why. I mean, it's upstairs. Like I've got to go down the stairs, and it's like right in the centre. Down. few more barriers but then I, but then that's yeah. making me go out for I'm more conscious of going out for a walk so yeah. actually it's better for my physical health yeah. but yeah it, it, definitely just finding those small moments and it's not necessarily you know moments to yourself or whatever um you know this week's been tough and um I've had to do I mean I, I feel guilty when I say this there's plenty of single mums out there that have to do this all the time or single parents should I say but it's just felt a bit relentless for me and just doing everything at home. Did I mention that my partner's got COVID? That was part of it. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember if I said that. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we've been I isolating think, yeah. from him. So I've been doing everything. And 
what I have noticed is rather than making every like it, my default is to go into like total routine and over like regimented and yeah and perfection yeah, yeah and like do too much yeah. and worry about like finding myself like clearing out the the, the cutlery drawer that I didn't need doing like it's almost like I go into hyper mode so I've noticed that stop myself doing that but also this was this is what I was going to say about pockets of joy I've made sure that rather than it just being the oh I've got to get my daughter to bed, whatever, I've made sure that we've like played a game or done something where I've really connected with her mm. because actually it's been a hamster wheel week and I love her dearly. And sometimes I just like, mm. you know, it's all just, it's just, sometimes it's just like a conveyor belt, isn't it? Of <laughs> getting them washed in bed and it da, is. da 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 um, And yeah, remembering what's important to you in your life and stepping back and just allowing that happen. And that makes yeah. you feel better. Because funnily enough, I had exactly the same thing this week as well. Monty really wanted to play this ball game with me. And he kept asking me and I and I kept saying, No, we haven't got time. We haven't got time. No, I've got to get ready for school. I've got to get I've got to get Bella's drink ready. No, I can't. And I thought, all this time I'm still here saying, No, yeah. I can't. I could have just done it. Like two minutes in yeah, a child's time. And they're bored. Like quite a long within time. two minutes anyway. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, we'll do it for two minutes. And it really it made such a difference to him. And like, I keep thinking, I've been thinking mm. about that all week, thinking, God, I, I do a lot saying, no, 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 we can't do that. But actually, it doesn't take a lot. And it really, it I think it helps us yeah. as well, doesn't it? Because it, it, it just resets it resets you a bit again, because you, you get out of that yeah. cycle of got to get the lunch, got to yeah. get this, got to yeah. get it. And, I, you know, the other thing I've done um, is... I'm treating us, me and my daughter are going to go, she's finishing nursery early on Friday and uh, we're going to get a haircut and we're going to take her out for tea and I'm just going to have some nice time with her. Like it's Mm. so easy to just forget to do those things. So keep doing the things that make you happy and when everything else is going to shit, then it doesn't matter. The, The other one, which I think is really important, is about reaching out for support. Um, and finding people that you can trust, that you can kind of share how you're feeling with. And I did this mm-hmm. with you this week, Amy. I've been feeling really low about something and just really needed somebody to help me get mm-hmm. out of a rut, mm-hmm. basically. And that is so important. And I think especially if you work from home or you're a consultant like I am, it can be quite lonely if you're in a small yeah. startup. But even if you're just in a normal yeah. role, you you need people that you can reach out to, and um, it's it's really important. And this is something I know I talk about um, mm-hmm. that I didn't do during my pedology years. I really didn't do it. I totally isolated myself, um, and that really you know that really did affect me. So it's really yeah. important, to and do not that. being afraid to ask for help from people because, like, when you I think you messaged me and we won't go into the details of it all, but you were like apologizing. And I'm like, no, I'm happy to help. But, you know, I, people want to help mm. other people. And I think we stop ourselves, but actually helping other people can help a person feel good about themselves anyway, which actually segues quite yeah. well into the next one, which was about helping others. Because um, I was talking to somebody yesterday who volunteers and volunteers with um, women that have been abused and all of this sort of stuff. Again, I won't go into the details, but 
um, what she said, because we were talking about how to change into a positive mindset. And I was talking about all the things, you know, all the mainstream things like meditation and journaling. And like, I literally saw her eyes roll and I was like, right, okay, so this is not for you. What is for you? What helps you feel good and put you in a more positive mindset? And she said, you know, I do voluntary work and it it gives me a buzz. You know, it helps people, but, you know, selfishly, it makes me feel good. Yeah. But also it creates a massive perspective for me because I can see, you know, it makes me more grateful for what I've got because I've seen the hardship that other people Mm. are going through. So this isn't about comparative suffering, but what it is about is um, what makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So those are our tips. And when I... When I was pulling this together at five o'clock this morning, <laughs> um, I keep saying that, but and but also, okay, I will mention that actually, because I was going to do it last night and I knew what I needed, thinking about the other tips that people said about on LinkedIn. I knew that um, I needed to get some rest last night. So I went to bed early knowing that I was going to get up early because that's, I know I work better in the morning. So that's okay. It's like knowing yourself, yeah. knowing what's going to work for you. And I think there's one other tip that I need to mention that was mentioned on LinkedIn, which I thought was really good, which is everything's temporary and I've done my best, which I thought were really great pieces of advice. But when I was putting all this together, I realized that actually it comes down to those four pillars of resilience. So noticing your emotions and your thoughts, regulating yourself, as in like looking after yourself getting the support from people around you and working on your mindset. That's what it comes down to. Um, But hopefully we've made that sort of a bit more practical and given you some actual tips of what you can do to help get yourself through those tough times. Yeah. And remembering that we are, we, we all are resilient and you know, we're, we're, um, I've got a coast that says you're braver than you know, stronger than you think. And well, you know, a quote that quote. So I can't. I've, I've got totally wrong. Around. <laughs> I, I, I love. I love it when you say quotes and then don't know. I've got no idea. I always get it wrong. It's like I can never remember any jokes <laughs> exactly either. But you get the gist. We're yeah, all amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so hopefully you found that useful. If you do want to get in touch um, to help with one-to-one or I do also do group workshops on resilience then do get in touch with me on LinkedIn because I would love to help you or your team if I can in any way and we will see you next time see you next time thank you for joining us today and we hope that this has been useful to you As ever, we would love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your podcast app. It really does help us reach and support more foodies out there. We'd also love it if you'd come and join us in the Facebook group, the Over Food Sake community. And if you want to get in touch with us personally, Lucy is available for consultancy advice and training and can be found on LinkedIn as Lucy Wager. And if you want to reach out to Amy for any one-to-one coaching, group facilitation or training, then contact her on LinkedIn at Amy Wilkinson Coach. Thanks for listening and see you next time. See you next time.